Ladies in the field. Welcome to the Lead and Feel podcast channel, where I navigate leadership concepts from the lens of authenticity, vulnerability, and a human touch. Today, we've got another guest, Alexander, former ballet dancer and currently a founder of a dance school with two beautiful studios in Amsterdam. Alexander shares his journey, how he got into ballet and how he needed to pivot afterwards, found himself learning business from scratch. Teaser. Uncle Google can help you with almost any problem that you've got. Grab some coffee or enjoy your commute and enjoy the episode. Hello, hello, Alexander. Super nice hello. to have you here. Um, thank you thank so you much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> More than welcome. My pleasure. And thank you for, for finding time. And I'm super excited to, yeah, to hear another amazing story. I'm sure it will be amazing and inspirational. And I'm very curious how it will surface and how it unravel over time. So I always ask a question, uh, just a kickoff as a warm up question, but it's usually goes in different directions depending on the speaker. So who is Alexander? Who is this um, yeah, handsome man s sitting in front of me on a screen? Well, uh, handsome is very subjective. <laughs> uh, for somebody, I'm not so handsome. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I'm not focusing on that. Mm -hmm. I'm more about uh, what I do and what I achieve mm -hmm. and what is happening inside of my head and my experiences and all that in combination is Alexander. And of course, the look is the easiest part because that's mm -hmm. something I'm uh, I got from my parents. So it's not uh, one of my achievements. Mm -hmm. Well, early in life, uh, I kind of realized that uh, if I focus on that, uh, it's not going to take me far. Mm. You know? mm. And uh, because, uh, yeah, I'm blessed with the OK uh, look and which is uh, very helpful for ballet career as I was a ballet dancer. It's always nice to have uh, uh, good looking people on the stage, of course, and ballet is very hysterical uh, art form. But um, especially when I stopped that career, I uh, realized that, yeah, now I have to use my brains more and more. <laughs> mm. Oh, wow. Interesting. Uh... Yeah. yeah, I'm just now like a little bit, you know, digesting. So how was the journey? Like if you're already talking about the journey, being very much subject to to judgments, right? It was triggered me when you were saying about the ballet of obviously uh, I'm, I would love to talk more about that. Uh, yeah, your basically your background and your journey. Maybe just immediately what came to my heart is uh, how was it your experience based on the fact that you are very much subject to judgments, right? To yeah. the external appearance judgment and uh, to aesthetics or to people just first saw your face, right? Or saw your appearance. Yeah. And how was it to embrace it or accept it or rebel it? How was it for well, you? Well, uh, for a ballet dancer, the body and the, the visual part of a human, it's uh, very important. It's visual art. Mm. And mm -hmm. already from the school years, we've been taught to uh take judgments professional judgments in the right way so it's not personal but it's mm. part of work it's how you improve yeah. you have to hear uh mistakes which the teacher ballymeister tells you you have and try to fix it yeah. and more than that you have to constantly search for certain mistakes in your movements positions body um 
uh-huh. yourself when you're looking at the mirror. So basically, it's a very normal thing, and you don't really think about it when you're part of this, uh, you know, training. Uh-huh. And luckily, thank God, because if you think about it too much, then you start hating yourself, <laughs> which is never good. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's very professional. It's uh, it's uh, it's not personal. It's actually this old judgment thing about the appearance and how you are on the stage or in the dance studio is about helping you to become a better artist, better dancer. Mm-hmm. And knowing this uh, actually helps, and then you don't really take it personally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I think that's what I'm thinking right now is that it's, I think, very healthy approach to receiving feedback, right? That it's basically meant to hopefully not, you know, this very nasty, yeah. toxic criticism. But if we're talking about the feedback, many times it's just basically someone giving you some advice or some gift. Yeah, exactly. And you can just see it as, a, oh, thank you so much. Let me see what if I can do something with that or not, right? Yeah. I mean, hmm. Every kind of, uh, I mean, criticism in general uh, should be taken you know, in the right way by people, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, something you can keep and you can use in order to improve whatever you want to improve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, some things maybe you think it's not good for you, so you leave it on the side and move mm-hmm. on. But the most important, I think, is not to focus on uh, criticism like it is. You know, you should always try to use it for your own good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and don't True. take it personally yeah absolutely yeah very easy but not always so simple i would say at least no, coming from no. my experience <laughs> yeah i understand i also i also in my school i have students and i see some of them have difficulty with uh, you know constantly getting corrections and then we mm-hmm. as a professionals as teachers we try to okay for this particular person we should take it easier, you know, mm. like every, everybody is different and not everybody had the professional uh, or dance education, obviously, and mm. not everybody learned uh, about this constant uh, search for mistakes in mm. yourself, you know, mm-hmm. so it depends. But I think it's just more productive in general if you can deal with criticism uh, in, a, in a good way, yeah. productive way. Yeah, absolutely. Or at least it's... Uh takes off some burden or heaviness from it right so you don't carry it you know yeah, as exactly. heavy as uh, and as, as serious as, uh, as some people do right and they just cringe to that negativity and um, yeah. yeah and they can't just let it go super well you already touched a couple of topics that i was already thinking of super you know having hunger to um to talk more about it but a little bit i would like to first take a step back you mentioned of course that you have a ballet dancer and of course for our audience our um our yeah audience and listeners you know alexander is a you know a, also a founder of a beautiful dance school actually two dance schools so far right well, a... one one dance school with two studios oh, okay so it's one okay That's perfect good. yeah okay clear and then in amsterdam and uh, so yeah so basically the ballet has been probably present in all your life and different uh, variations or different um how I call it flavors and i I'm, I'm always curious about people's you know call or inner drive for authenticity for expression how is it for you? Did you always have this drive for ballet, for for art, or how did you come up to where you are right now? Well, uh, it's all started from initiative of my mom, mm. which wanted me to do something uh, 
after school and that was Bale because Bale school was next to our home, next to our house mm -hmm. and that was the easiest solution. So I always joke if, if it would be a chess club, I would be a chess player. So okay. it, it's a, a bit of a, a coincidence. So I don't know if I would be uh, good at playing chess, but uh, I was okay in dancing. So uh, luckily for me, it turned out as a kind of a big career that I had. Yeah. Uh, but it's all started from my mom. Mm. I didn't have this, uh, you know, desire to dance. Uh, I don't remember that. Okay. I got to the school uh, the first maybe half year. I was a bit resisting because as a boy, you want to do something else, mm. not Bali. Most of the boys want to mm. do something else. Uh, which is, of course, a little bit of a cliche, but mm -hmm. uh, soon I realized that I'm doing something very cool, very special, unique. I like it. I like to dance and I like to be surrounded by same kind of children. Mm -hmm. So I just started to like it and I moved on. And at the age of 10, I got into professional uh, dance school. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. But then, so like kind of, you know, semi-mystical, spiritual question, do you believe in destiny or just a coincidence? And then you just hold on to the, that, to that coincidence. Yeah, it's a coincidence. Okay, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But then like, I mean, how can it be coincidental that you have, you know, traveled the world, become a lead ballet dancers in big, big, you know, ballet operas and, 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 and uh, performances. And um, so in the end, you or your 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 personality or your character were still matching the expectations of that industry yeah but you also grow mm, uh, mm. with education into it okay. they prepare you if you're in a good school with a good people mm -hmm. with a good teachers um, you grow into it of yeah. course and then uh, by the time you graduate you are more or less prepared you cannot be completely prepared uh -huh. of course for adulthood mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and especially in this highly competitive environment as uh, the theaters mm -hmm. in general mm -hmm. so then you're by yourself but still you have this base uh, which helps and it helps me still like all what i received uh, in the school in the professional ballet school helps me in the other things mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. kind of builds up the certain character um character of athletes professional athletes mm. you know give up move on discipline uh, discipline mm. it has it have misadvantages as well but uh in general i think it's, it's very nice uh, quality which you can use for anything yeah yeah true so i think yeah indeed sport and any sport or or indeed uh, dance or any other form of uh, activity in your childhood that requires some consistency right and some work and some um, yeah. some overcoming your inner uh, weaknesses or challenges or laziness then i think it can shape your personality or can shape your car character yeah. moving on definitely yeah. but of course not everybody are able to because uh, the selection is very high mm -hmm. the pressure is high it's not like uh, if you get to the school, then 100% they're going to make you this and this mm -hmm. way. No. Uh, half of the children which got to the school with me, they didn't make it till the end. So it's a big selection. Wow. And it's not only selection of uh, physical abilities, mm -hmm. which require uh, in ballet, but also mental abilities. You're born with certain abilities and uh, yeah, certain talents, mm -hmm. certain characters.
you can develop it and make it even better and stronger but just not everybody made for this kind of mm. job this kind yeah. of career yeah, yeah for sure. it's very also specific right and very demanding and yeah. uh, okay so then you know you told us a little bit about your you know the ballet background or your journey and your experience and then i'm very curious because you already hinted a little bit at the fact that you are already or you've been applying your experiences your skills your um yeah your strength that you have acquired one being a ballet dancer i'm curious about your transformation from a ballet dancer to a founder and a leader of a you know dance school with two studios so how did you come up to that or how did you arrive to that realization that now is it is a moment in my life that i'm gonna go for that yeah i uh, had a good career i danced in uh, six different uh, companies Mm -hmm. around the world and I end up, uh, ended up in Amsterdam for the past 10 years of my career. And uh, the last few years before I actually stopped mm-hmm. dancing, I already felt like I need the change uh, because for a few reasons, one of them was uh, my body couldn't take mm-hmm. it anymore that easily. I had uh, too much pain. It was too much uh, mm-hmm. struggle. Uh, and reason number two is that I realized that I was already uh, over 30 and uh, I've done everything what I wanted, what I could, I experienced what mm-hmm. I wanted. And so further on, I could only dance for another what, five, six, seven years with all this struggle with mm-hmm. the body. And then um, I would still have to stop because ballet is for young people. Yeah, it's like sports. You have to be constantly in the best mm, shape. Very demanding. Yeah. Not easy very demanding some dancers can do it longer some shorter i'm one of those dancers who uh, didn't have a great body for ballet there is there are certain specific physical uh, abilities that you mm-hmm. have to have and if you don't you have to force oh. your body in order to get to the shape you need uh, so i was always forcing it in order to make it uh, in this art but um, that's why i had to stop mm-hmm. earlier than perhaps other my other colleagues of mine uh, and then thinking of that I was uh, yeah thinking deciding what I'm gonna do next uh, mm-hmm. what to do because you first of all have to earn money to leave yeah. yeah to pay your house and food and everything and second of all yeah I want to enjoy uh, I want to enjoy my work because I lived all my life with work that I'm passionate about so I have no idea how it is to work and do something mm. just for money. Uh, because, you know, in order to be a ballet dancer, you have to be a little bit of a mm-hmm. fanatic. You have to really love what you do because it's really uh, a tough profession, yeah. very demanding profession. You can't profession. fake it, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You can't fake it. And then uh, in return, I mean, you get applause of the audience. You get uh, certain... Uh, attention mm-hmm. from media but once you are done everything is finished and it's not like you're a multimillionaire and then you can live mm. the rest of your life on a villa so once it's finished you start from the beginning basically wow. and it's a little bit scary and it's uh, uh, very stressful for all most of the people who stop uh, their ballet career because yeah the question arises what to do next in my case um I had few options. I was uh, assistant of Hans Mannen, is a famous Dutch choreographer, 
and I was uh, setting his budgets um, in different companies mm. around the world. So I had choice to go this direction and stay in the professional ballet, professional mm. ballet world. Yeah. Uh, and another choice I was thinking I want to have my own something. I was not sure what, but I was sure that I wanted to be independent. I didn't want to have any bosses. I wanted to, to decide my own uh, yeah, mm -hmm. schedule and stuff like that. And what can I do? Being a body dancer, I can only dance or I can do something related to dance or ballet. And of course, it's teaching. And I knew I can teach because mm -hmm. I tried it before. So I had this idea to start teaching ballet classes for adults. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I had this idea and I thought, uh, let, let's give it a try. But as a body dancer, we live in this uh, mm. bubble. We have no idea about what's happening outside of that bubble, uh, so-called in the real life, you know what I mean? So how everything works. So I had no idea how to open a business, where to even start. So I, I just literally Googled how to start your wow. own small business. <laughs> how to, what, uh. what steps do you have to make? Because I didn't have anybody to advise me. I mean, I was by myself and I had to move quick because I, I knew I don't have much time. Plus, I needed to combine it with my uh, work at the National Ballet because uh, I didn't want to leave nothing, without nothing. Uh, ready. Yeah, yeah. nothing. Yeah. yeah, no work. I wanted to first build something up before I leave. Uh, so basically, uh, yeah, I realized from Google search that I need a website. I need to create a schedule, I need to find a studio. So I've done all the steps and then uh, I was asking myself, oh, how do I find the first clients, you know, mm -hmm. where, where are they going to come from? Uh, and uh, yeah, again, on Google, I found that the flyers, it was nine years ago, flyers were the cheapest, uh, it was the cheapest promotion you can get, basically. So I printed the flyers. I put it in a backpack it was a lot of flyers so i, I, sp I spent like two weeks walking around amsterdam yeah. putting those flyers in the mailboxes yeah. of wow. people yeah and then some people were not so happy about it they would open the door i don't ah. you see there is no reclame no promotions i'm like it's not a promotion it's an invitation uh, mm. <laughs> to the school but anyway um that's how i got my first very first clients and uh and yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. mouse to mouse. And the rest is history. <laughs> wow, wow. So yeah. really like, you know, back to the roots, step by step, like uh, almost like a manual for yeah, beginners. Exactly. And, uh, amazing. So I guess it's nothing is possible in it, you know, looking at your at your example, you know, from, from, from scratch. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing I was very confident about mm. that I, I can teach. I know uh, what I can give to people i i was really because i worked with the uh, professionals but i also had already little experience teaching mm -hmm. amateurs and i liked it uh, and i've seen the how uh, my students the ones i taught liked it yeah. too so i had this confidence inside of me that it's going to be fine the only thing i need is this technical things technical steps that i have to yeah, complete yeah, in order to work get there. or the business part yeah and which way yeah so if you have an idea, I would say, if you have a knowledge or you have uh, something that you know you can yeah. sell, you can deliver, uh, the rest is a technical mm -hmm. 
technical thing. Which you can it's find out or learn or get something. from someone. But, mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So it's really, oh my God, I'm still like amazed. Like that was really indeed step by step, you know, and then. Yeah, yeah. I was mm -hmm. learning mm -hmm. uh, while doing it, basically, uh, because I don't have education and management mm -hmm. and business and anything like this. Um, so I literally had, okay, I, I face the issue. I learn yeah. how to fix the issue next, next yeah, issue. And, and like this, on. step by step. And I'm still mm -hmm. learning. I'm still learning. Oh, I'm still okay. learning. Super inspiring indeed. I think very like encouraging or inspiring for people that like if you really indeed what you said, like if you really believe in your idea, just go for it. And then uh, there will be always issues, but then nothing is not to be solved. Exactly. Yeah, Every big journey starts with a small step. If you just think about the journey, it will never happen. You have mm -hmm. to start and then see what happens. That's life. You cannot have a formula which will 100% guarantee you a success. It doesn't exist. You cannot secure all your steps. That's what I believe. So that's why, yeah, if you have ability to learn quick and adapt to situations, I think everything yeah. is possible. Yeah, as long as you start. Um, and that's, for example, uh, my original idea was to just give Bali classes to adults. Uh, and then later on, when I start to give those classes, I thought, oh, I, I want to give also like a support, supporting kind of classes to those adults which want to learn ballet, um, stretching and something physical like a fitness type of class. And uh, now I have Zen Fit, which is class. my uh, mm. bestseller. This is the fitness workout, which people know already around the city. And it's a very good class uh, I'm proud about. And it i didn't plan it i didn't know i'm gonna have it but once i started to work i realized that's what i can do and there is demand for that and then uh, after a while i realized that oh this class is really the, it has a potential and i have to develop mm. it and pay more attention to this and now yeah, yeah, yeah i picked the fruits yeah, from this a, a beautiful example of just being open to what life is bringing you and then just having the courage just to give it a try because there's some yeah, there's a potential or there's an event and then being open to it and just going for it and uh yeah super yeah exactly mm -hmm. go for it but again again you i had years of experience i had uh, mm -hmm. amazing school that i went through um so i had all this knowledge all this baggage so in a way it was easy for me because I had all this background, I just had to find a way to yeah, yeah. Uh, bring it to people and sell it. Absolutely. You know? So Alexander, you mentioned yeah. indeed that a lot of skills and a lot of uh, experiences you could apply as being a leader, you know, from being ballet dancer to, you know, being the, the front face and the brand behind, you know, a school or a mission that you're also trying to deliver to people and a vision that you want to create and, and a community that you want to build. So maybe starting from the, from what helped you what skills could you were actually helpful for you to to become where you are right now as owner of the dance school well it's mm -hmm. uh, i don't think i'll say something new mm -hmm. but it's discipline it's uh, responsibility uh, it's uh, ability to work hard and uh, accomplish tasks mm. from point a to point b b to c and so on so this combination of those qualities, I think it's already a big deal. And of course, mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. part of having talent in what you do, obviously. 
we're talking about organizational skills, how to make it happen. So you need the discipline for sure. And sometimes, uh, yeah, in the beginning when I didn't have teachers, uh, I was teaching all by myself. I had maybe one teacher which was helping me, but and then everything started to go quick and I got a lot of requests for privates, I remember, and I what? was teaching up to 12 hours a day, some, sometime, non-stop. And that means just, you know, mm. basically no coffee breaks even because I had this uh, philosophy, this way of thinking that especially in the beginning, I have no rights mm. to say no to possibility opportunities. I have to say yes, I cannot. If there is a possibility to book the class, I'll book the class. So what? I will work more. Uh, but that's how mm. it works. That's how it what it takes. And that's what I thought. So basically, uh, maybe it's it's a stupid thing. Maybe uh, there is another way to make it smarter. Mm. But at that point, I didn't see any other way to build up the uh, interest yeah, and, and amount time, of right? clients and students and so on. Uh, you have to choose. Yeah. And then after teaching, exactly, after teaching 10, 12 hours, uh, I would come home and then there is administration and it's, uh, or new things that I have to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. always think step know, ahead and move on. Yeah. And then at the same time, uh, I used to combine for two years oh, the work two years, uh, yeah. at the National Ballet with the business. Yeah, for two years. Uh, first year, uh was extremely difficult because everything was new and i was still actively dance uh, dancing in the national ballet Se uh, the second year was already a bit easier because i mm -hmm. learned uh, how to balance it all up yeah and then um, i found the studios the, the studio one of them which i have now uh, so because mm -hmm. in the beginning i was renting just per hour just a space from somebody and then when it became very serious because I have my own studio, it's rent I have to pay and all that stuff. Uh, I decided to quit dancing and yeah. focus just okay. on, wow. uh, on my So school. indeed, a lot of hard work and a lot of uh, heart and work and effort and sweat in, or yeah, in order to get it accelerated. Yeah, and discipline. Discipline, there is no excuse mm -hmm. not to do the job. You know, to work, yeah. uh, especially when you True. just start in so the business. So you mentioned that the skills, you know, some this. of them indeed were very much helpful for you and that you can apply in all your different areas of life, including your business as an entrepreneur. And uh, what else have you learned or did you have to learn because of being, you know, the, the responsible person for everything, especially in the beginning of the birth of your, of your company? Yeah, you learn. I mean, my my business is uh, directly re related mm -hmm. with uh, communication with uh, people, and uh, that's also the whole art form, basically, how to mm -hmm. make sure that uh, everybody is happy, everybody get what they are mm -hmm. aiming for, you know, in the classes, and at the same time keep the nice atmosphere, working atmosphere, but at the same time fun atmosphere. So all those things, the communication skills with people and mm. people which you don't know, which come for the first time and with groups of people, because one thing is when you deal with an individual with just mm. one person and the other thing is when you deal with 20 people in the same room. So it's, it's basically teaching the classes like a performance. Uh, yeah. So you are uh, in the center, you're the lead, you're in the center of attention. 
spotlight is on you you lead um, like a show the class yeah. and it's like you're leading the performance so basically again my my artist skills they were helpful in here uh, and then there is a whole other side is uh, the business side that I had to learn and uh, mm. how to communicate with people online, the formal way of uh, emailing or talking on the phone, because in the beginning I didn't have a manager, yeah. I was answering emails and phone calls by myself. So all those things. So I know the business from yeah. the bottom. Uh, so I did from flying around the city, uh, but well, I'm not at the final mm, okay. uh, point yet, so let's see. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is, there is uh, a lot you can learn as entrepreneur, uh, for sure. And that's what I love about it, because mm. you develop so much in such unexpected fields, like uh, designing website or flyers or scheduling or um, promotion, marketing, anything, any yeah. kind of thing you, you I had to learn you have to wear for me and multiple still, heads at the same time learn. and just keep on switching them back and forth yeah yeah a little bit of all and now I'm learning the new skill mm. which is very important <laughs> skill is delegating uh, delegating in the right way uh, okay. without losing delegating without losing anything uh, the manager with the teachers because i have now mm -hmm. about eight eight nine teachers working for the school and i have two managers so it's yeah it's also something Let's, you have to learn yeah. how to uh motivate yeah. and uh, and would yeah, you say this is the most challenging so far or is there anything else that you so, had so, not struggles but basically that it was quite a challenge for you so far Well, 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 everything is yeah. challenging uh, on its own, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't distinguish anything like mm. in particular. Mm -hmm. I think, I think everything in general is a one big challenge. But uh, okay. I wouldn't say something was more difficult than the rest. I think, of course, working um, in the studio when you work for many hours straight, being mm. a teacher, that's still uh, the toughest work still that's why i have a lot of respect to mm -hmm. all the teachers around the world because it's a very tough profession um and i have respect to the teachers i'm working with my great teachers my great team uh, because sometimes it's not uh, mm -hmm. the day that you want to be exposed yeah. and be in front of the group of the people and at the same time yeah because it's a commercial school it's not a professional <laughs> theater where you can be you know not mm -hmm. in the best mood and it's okay you have to be always in a good mood. You have to be very energetic. You have to give to people your energy because that's what they come there from, for, um, yeah. to be motivated, to have a good uh, energy and to work out, to dance. You know. So this is, and plus mentally it's challenging, um, demanding, and also physically still, you have to show the steps or the movements, the exercises. Uh, and if you do it every day for mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. least four or uh, five hours a day, it's really tough. So sometimes I, I come home and when I do my administration or emails uh, on the sofa, oh, it wow. feels like, oh, yeah. I have a free day or <laughs> I'm resting. Wow, Thank you for sharing. So yeah. 
I kind of did not ask, ask it before because I was curious how we're gonna you know evolve into conversation but then like after we, you've spoken about your journey you know you're also being an owner entrepreneur and owner of the school of business having a team and how to be a leader then having experienced all that what's your current definition of leadership and how do you approach leadership as a person with your baggage with your personality well from the beginning i decided mm -hmm. to like not decided but it's just the way it is the way i think about it is mm. when i hire somebody i hire him with a complete trust I'm selective. I, I will select, I will think, I will check if everything works well. But once we have agreement, mm. uh, for me, this is the equal to me person. I don't think of the people I'm working mm. with as somebody, oh, I'm paying money to them. That's why I'm the boss. That's why I can. For me, uh, respect is a base for all kind of relationship and um, also obviously working relationship. So I, I, I treat them um, as a equals to me and we're all one team. We're all in the same boat. Um, and I think that's the most important. But at the same time, um, mm -hmm. when there is a crisis and when somebody have to make decision, it's me. And that's where uh, the test mm -hmm. come. That's where you pass as a boss. That's what real leadership is about. It's not about treating your employees like they're slaves or they're mm -hmm. like um, uh, they look you look down on them. But it's when your leadership needed the most is the crisis or when there is some situation which you have to step in and uh, make tough decisions uh, or where you my teachers see uh, that the school developing they we have another studio and they have more classes and they see um, how people talk about it mm. they hear that uh, people love what we do so actually we're going to the right direction and that's the example i can show to my teachers okay. over okay so indeed me being a leader a if you partnership then the authority and uh, and based on trust and respect yeah 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 and i i believe in i try to uh, make most comfortable environment for them um and in return mm -hmm. you know if you treat somebody well they, you will get treated well as well <laughs> yeah most of the time if it's a normal human mm -hmm. being you know what i mean at the end of the day it's good for everybody you know my business will uh, develop will get better they will have place mm -hmm. to work and do what they love yeah. and earn money so everybody win yeah and then at the same time it's good to have no stress at your workplace obviously it should be relaxed and nice and joyful and then happy uh, oh, employees yeah, they indeed. can deliver much better results is just the counterproductivity yeah. to anything in life overall right not only business yeah 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 and, and and of course everybody make mistakes and me too and mm -hmm. um, there are some situations but well let's move on that's okay you know let's don't mm -hmm. point the fingers and be stuck in this 
yeah. whatever happens yeah, i think we're all human beings we have rights to make mistakes yeah 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 super okay uh, i would like to just ask you one thing because i totally. was of course browsing your website yeah. and also talk, um, checking out the mission and the vision of the dance school etc and then i'm very curious what you would a little bit more elaborate on the fact that um uh, that uh, you mentioned that you are helping your clients your students to find their artistic artistic uh, nature of them or, or personality and um, uh, yeah and then also yeah. um, to for expression or for their own way to connect to themselves why do you think it's important for people to find their own you know artistic side of themselves or uh, you know how can they why would the people come to your school basically and what they are coming for Mm-hmm. Well, we have, uh, you were talking about the artistic oh, okay. side. Um, we have two mm-hmm. basically divisions. Uh, one is the fitness, where obviously it's not about artistic development, it's uh, development mm-hmm. of the body, of course, mind as well, because I always connect fitness with the mind. Um, like I was saying in the school, in the professional ballet schools, you get uh, qualities of a professional mm-hmm. athlete. You get strong character, you know how to accomplish things, you don't give up so easily. And those things you can also learn while exercising, yeah? how to push yourself, how to go through a little pain or sweat, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So in this sense, yeah, it's not artistic, but it's a mental development as well, not only physical. <clears throat> but uh, the other division is the dance division where we have uh, Bali classes mostly we focus on Bali because that's uh, what is uh, our speciality uh, but we also have contemporary dance and we, we do choreography workshops uh, and we have performances um, and I think it's very important for anybody to find mm. the source of inspiration and uh, the way to express mm. uh, because it's just part of who we are as a human being. Mm-hmm. We have our art, we have artistic side in us, and um, yeah, not everybody were able, mm-hmm. because of different reasons, able to open it up and discover it. Maybe somebody mm-hmm. just uh, had a normal like education in high school, then went for a business college or something like this. But it's still, I believe, we all have it. You know, mm-hmm. when there is a music that we like plays, we, we start to move a little bit, you know, we feel the rhythm, we enjoy, we feel something. And when we see a performance on stage that we like, we feel something. And um, receiving is one thing, but the other thing we want to also mm-hmm. express uh, with our body, with our voice, with whatever. So I think the uh, dance and movement is the one of the earliest uh, uh, ways to express yeah one of the earliest uh, languages in general so it's so deep down in our genes yeah exactly so dance is the yeah it's very uh, important part of life or a movement yeah let's say movement and dance uh, also of course as a part of it so that's why we we try to uh, engage people with regular jobs for example, the lawyers or uh, bankers. We have uh, a lot of different people with different backgrounds. They come and they 
have this need like everybody else, but they realize that they can do it. So Alexander, you've been mentioning uh, that you had two different divisions, right? The artistic side uh, where people, where you help people, you help your clients uh, finding uh, to find their artistic uh, self-expression through dance, through movement, yes, through body. Exactly. And then you also mentioned the, the fitness part where it's also, I guess, in a way, connected to their body and to their mind and also excelling in whatever way, yeah. right? Or building strength, the mental or the physical yeah. strength. And I'm sure that you've seen many transformations, big or small, or you name it, through people, you know, that maybe you could not even uh, recognize in, compared, in comparison to the starting journey after, you know, a couple of months. Yeah. So what have you seen in people? How did they change in, in, how, in how, which way? Well, uh, obviously they change to better because, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to feel freedom within you, uh, within, uh, yeah, your, yourself, to express yourself the way you want to and um, mm. to open up certain boundaries. Uh, and mm. I've seen, of course, a lot of clients of ours, a lot of students of ours. I don't like this word client, by the way, mm. yeah. but um, yeah, so... I've seen uh, people which I would never uh, expect to see this kind of facial movement expression. Uh, for mm -hmm. example, not long ago, our great teacher Deborah uh, regularly, she did uh, choreography for our students. And unfortunately, the choreography, uh, we couldn't perform it because of the COVID. So we decided mm -hmm. to make recording and Deborah was a director of this uh, recording on the streets of Amsterdam and we made this beautiful video where you could see the close-ups of our students which were uh, participating in this choreography and I was amazed um, how much they have inside and how much mm. they can express it yeah because sometimes when you're busy in the class you don't really pay attention too much to individuals to each one of them but in the mm. video I could see closely some people have some pain they want to um, throw out, express to, uh, yeah, get be done with. Uh, but you cannot be done with the pain if you don't let it out, if it stays inside of you. Mm. Um, and dance is a great way to do it. It's a beautiful way and it's also um, very natural at the same time. And it gives you so much freedom uh, because mm -hmm. you're free to feel... Uh, what you want to feel uh, when you dance uh, and it uh, helps a lot for mental state I think so people who have certain issues with their mental state I definitely recommend to find a dance school or just just go to the party or just put the music on at home and just dance hmm. because there is nothing better like an uh, uh, movement therapy. Movement therapy, movement <laughs> plus music therapy. Because music mm. is a very powerful tool, I think. Very, Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it's the, the art form which I admire a lot. It's the number one art form for, form for me, although I'm a dancer. But dancers, mm. we are servants of the music. We still um, belong to the music. Music is the, it is the sea, is the ocean, and we are the, the boats, the ships on the Mm -hmm. Oh, beautiful metaphor. Yeah. Maybe I said just one thing before we slowly move to the closure, which you mentioned that indeed it dance or movement or connecting to the body helps people 
unblock in certain ways, right? Physically or mentally, emotionally. Why do you think it's, is it hard to unblock it overall? Why do we as human beings in the current world or in current times uh, having struggles to, to express and to, uh, to let go? Yeah, well, um, that's, that's a complex question. It's not an easy question. <laughs> I know. I think um, in our days, people are more free to express uh, themselves than it mm. was before. So we are actually at the better times now. And uh, I don't know how it's going to be in the future, but I think it has to do with taboos that come from families, societies, uh, sets of beliefs, mm, multiple, mm. multiple, multiple reasons, basically. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we need sets of rules, obviously, to have uh, in the society. But we always, I think individuals have to live with a sense of freedom inside of them. Maybe it's... Yeah. Uh, just a belief, maybe it's not the real thing. We cannot be completely free, obviously, but uh, it's important not to have all these blocks inside of us. And if we feel like dressing certain way, we should be able to. If we feel like moving certain way, we should be able to. Mm. And this automatically will take care of our mental states as well, because uh, uh, I think, I believe human beings uh, free by nature. And we, we got less free because the societies have to be organized. And um, that's why I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Indeed, the freedom is the, yeah, indeed, at least for me as well, very precious value or core value that it would be, at least for me, very hard to, to uh, function. Um, so, yeah, Alexander, I'm just like, you know, I call it receiving everything what you have just shared, you know, in the last uh, more than half an hour. Is there anything else that your, you know, your inner voice still would love to share with us, with the audience? Is there anything that hasn't been spoken that needs to be voiced out? Yeah, I would, like to, I would like to <laughs> wish everybody a happy ending of the COVID story. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, hopefully we're going to learn from this uh, I mean, mm. us all as a society, as human beings, and make some conclusions and move on and enjoy our short lives and do what we like, including dancing, taking care of ourselves. Uh, that's why it's good to uh, sport, to exercise, take care of our minds. And um, yeah, come to my school and experience it for yourself. <laughs> fantastic lovely beautiful closure so thank you so much one more time alexander for a beautiful fruitful and inspiring you know sharing it and, uh, it's just always an honor and pleasure and so much fun to to get to know you know the, the faces and the, the real stories behind you know those successful you know stories yeah. successful uh, dance school for example in this case so um yeah uh very inspired me a lot and i hope our listeners too and um yeah and uh, i would like to thank you again for opening up and uh, i hope to see you at some other point in another way and uh, yeah right. thanks a lot thank alexander you. bye-bye <laughs> bye-bye